Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Durham. I'm Baines. And we're the International Scouts for the Bearded Rebellion Beard Club, and this is the Rebellious Podcast. Yes, sir. And on tonight's episode, we, we have three guests. We have a past member. Four guests. Four, four guests. My bad. I'm sorry. Two screens, four guests. That It, it blew my mind. Blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but we have a patch member, we have two prospects, and one supporter to join the show tonight. Boom and boom. What is up, guys? Yee-yee, how y'all doing tonight? Hey, doing all right, doing all right. Oh, shit. Sorry, to turn my volume down on my phone. All right, so we have Donnie and Joram prospects. We have Dave, Beard of Maestro, patch member. And then we have Sponzi in the background over there representing the supporters. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'm Dustin. I represent the I represent the scouts. <laughs> In case y'all didn't know, you know what I'm saying? Scout it up, scout it up. Oh, right here. 100%. Hell yeah. So, what is up, guys? Thanks for coming on. We appreciate you. Oh, thank you for having us. Oh, straight up, man. Yes, Pleasure. sir. So all three of you guys are from Nova Scotia. Yeah, yes. that's correct. Cape Breton, way fucking East Coast, bro. Way East Coast. <laughs> you from East Coast? I'm from way East Coast. <laughs> way East Coast. <laughs> I think I saw on um, the show. Damn, what is it called? Alone on Discovery Channel. That's where they sent people like to survive out in the wilderness on their own. Like, I mean, uh, are you, are you guys out there? That, I think they did that more on the West Coast, out towards BC Way. They've got a little more thick wilderness and uh, rugged terrain. Oh, okay. But it's it's East Coast, West Coast. It, it really, it's mostly fucking woods. Yeah. <laughs> Ontario's the Bible of the fittest. I yeah. got clothes on. Do you not see them? I've got a hat. That's clothes. <laughs> That's clothes enough. <laughs> so, um, Maestro, you're from what? GA, right? Yes, from GA. Yes, sir. Well, what storm was... for tonight. We got storms going on down here. I'm pretty yeah. sure you're the only Georgia person we have, aren't you? No, we have one more, don't we? We have yeah, two. One more and... Yeah. We got one more. Everybody, start sending us some Georgia people. We need more. Right. We need some more GA down here. Come on, let's yeah, get we're, it. We're right now. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get that Georgia chapter up and established here soon. Oh yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. What part of Georgia? Griffin. I'm from South Georgia, south of Atlanta. Okay. All right. Are you getting uh, some of that uh, hurricane weather? Yeah, we're getting some of that juice from the hurricane. Yep, rain every other day. Yeah, that's nasty. I saw they got tore up down there. Oh, we, heck yeah. We tend to get tail end of uh, the hurricanes that run up the east coast of America. They kind of run out at us usually. We were actually supposed to get one that hit us today, but so far, unless it decides to hit overnight, we've been lucky and it's passed us by. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. We got some guys uh, tuning in on uh, my Facebook link. We got Sankit. We got Cody. We got my son, Alexander, in the Army tuning in. Appreciate you guys watching. Uh, We got our president tuning in here, Mr. Ramey the Red. Awesome. Thank you. Ramey, what's up? Yeah, I switched out the background. I don't know if you guys saw that. used to have the Indiana flag. But now that's outside. Got the other one inside. Changing up the probably, studio a little I'd bit. I probably put the Kentucky flag up, other than Indiana, but it's whatever. I mean, whatever, whatever to each its own, I guess. You have the Kentucky flag up. What are you talking? about? I'm talking about at your house. Yeah. He's <laughs> wrong, bro. Yeah. So we got. So what? We got three Nova Scotia now. Two more. We got an established chapter. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're we've, got, we've got us three, plus we've got George. He's a scout. Uh, George is actually just about 45-minute drive away from us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be here tonight, but he kind of bitched out a little bit on us. Damn it, George. 
Uh, <laughs> we're gonna fucking get them for that one. That's okay. Okay, so that is Canada then. That's uh, East Coast Canada, so far as far as we know. Yeah. Well, you guys, I'm saying, are you guys Canada or not? Oh yeah. Canada, oh, yeah. 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 Oh, all right. I don't know. I've never really looked at a map up there to see exactly. We're small, but we ain't the smallest. You know what I mean? <laughs> all three, all, all three, of y'all tattoo artists also. Uh, no, just myself. Um, Joram actually works for me as my shop manager. He helps take care of all the background shit while I stab people. And Jeremy is one of my cousins, family, brother from another mother, regardless of cousin or not. Jack of you know, all awesome. trades, master of none. You know what I mean? It's awesome. It's awesome. If we got a car what? that needs to be fixed, we call Jer. Nice. Right, what's up? There we go. Yeah. So what's your what's your what's your most recent tattoo you've done in the last? Couple? I saw a picture of you did a um old school. I mean, a, yeah, an old school bird. That was beautiful. Yeah, old school swallow. I did today. It was actually on my apprentice Jillian. Her uh, birthday was today, and our tradition is we tattoo her every year on her birthday. And we're supposed to. She has she has a full back of angel wings right now, um, but she decided after the outline that she wants it completely changed. So we were supposed to work that on, on that today, but instead we did a smaller piece to save from having to rush through that one. That's awesome. So. That's awesome. And then uh, now you've been working on an outline on Joram's back. Joram, you want to show that again? Yeah, certainly. Let's see if we can get a... Uh-oh, he's stripping. Look at that. Hey, man. That's dope. That's nice. Yeah. And that's uh, Thor? That was five hours in one sitting. Damn. And, hey, if y'all in Canada, go holler at your boy. He's going to get you right. together. <laughs> I might have to take a trip to Canada. Oh, yeah. And then, no, actually, actually, oh. I'm trying to get him to come down here to Kentucky. I've already tried to get it lined up. We've already fucking set it up. The guest spot is already yep. set up. We're, we just got to wait for this fucking world COVID. bullshit to yep. stop. And then I'm coming out of Kentucky. Yeah, he's going to be sleeping right there on my couch. Right right there. <laughs> yeah, right, right there. Couch, floor, outside the tent. That I'm just sure means that everybody that's close is, is going to have to come also. Bring everybody. I sound good. I'll actually be with him. Um, hey, I've got a spot for you too, bro. No worries. No, nah, man, I might be in, bro. Oh. <laughs> got a couple. That way, y'all ain't got to pay for a room. You can just come here, and we we can have a good time. I'll grill out some old Kentucky steaks for you. Yo, sounds good. Don't threaten me with a good time, man. That's, oh. <laughs> oh, it'll be the best time you've had. A, I'm 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 gonna throw down like oh Kentucky boy. We're gonna cook the hell out of some steak. We're gonna do some corn. We're gonna have some, some uh cornbread, some salad, some mashed taters, we're gonna have some macaroni and cheese. That's what my man, I'm hungry. Man. Now, just so you know, we may look like three men, but we eat for eight. <laughs> That's all right. We're gonna get Maestro to come down too, and we're gonna get Germ to come. We're gonna have a big old we're gonna have a big BRBC party down here. Well it's like yeah, man, I'll help cook. Thing is, if you get Bear Rink down, you get me down. You're also getting a rebellious babe and uh, his other apprentice. There we go. Let's get it. We're bringing I'm ready. Up. We're gonna have a party. We're gonna have a hell of a party down here in Kentucky. They ain't ready. You, you. Let's get it. Let's go. I heard there ain't no party like a Kentucky party. Is that true? I'm telling you, there isn't. We'll go to the backwoods and we'll just throw down, bro. Caper. You gotta try a Cape Breton kitchen party. <laughs> caper what? <laughs> Cape Breton kitchen party. That's oh, okay. where you drink so much fucking liquor and make a goddamn fucking football team about to die. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's awesome. So, Maestro, what do you do for a living, my big man? Big dog? I'm a musician, man. I'm a musician. Straight up. Sing for us one time for the one time. <laughs> I can see clearly now. The rain is gone. Damn. Oh, Lord. Go. Go. I didn't go get me a wash rag because I'm soaking. In my way. Dark yeah. the clouds that had me blind. It's going to be a bright, bright, shiny summer day. 
I can't sing, but by God, I'm going to go with it. I felt the flow with it. I felt the flow. We're going to have a fucking real good time. Heck yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've seen Maestro jam out on the uh, on the keys too, man. Man, we tried to get him to make us an intro song, but he never did it. Hey, I'm going to get that oh, no. done. I'm going to get that done. There we go. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Chris, them pipes. What kind of pipe are you talking about? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Danny, yeah, you, uh, you mentioned Rebellious Babe. So, Trish uh, is your uh, girlfriend, wife, whatever you want to call her. She's probably the one I'm going to be with forever. I'll never actually marry her legally, but she's going to be the one that's with me. That's just my baby mama. That's just my baby mama. That paper bullshit, but I'm gonna keep her with me. That's for sure. There you go. And she's one of the rebellious babes as well. Yeah, yeah. She decided to join up. She's one of the rebellious babes, so she's on that end. And she. Well, tell her to come say hi to everybody, man. She's part of the family. Tell her to come say hi. Hold on. Jared's gonna go fetch her. He's he's gonna go find her, but yeah, she's one of the rebellious babes. She takes care of a lot of my shit for me, especially when it comes to my career. She tries to make sure that everybody actually notices I'm here. She spoils him fucking rotten. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, sorry. You you've been summoned. There you go. There she is. (laughs) Did you do all her work? What? Do you do a whole all the whole hard work? Yeah. Hell yeah, that's awesome. So I get to leave easy. Oh, Jessica said that she, Jessica said that she's fucking awesome. Sweet. Definitely is. Yeah. If she wasn't, I wouldn't fucking keep her around and she knows it. Jess is oh, pretty great. Whoa now. That's kinda that's kinda much. That it might be quickly. kinda much, but it's the truth. <laughs> Where are you going? <laughs> Jess is fantastic oh, though. I love fine. her too. Sorry, guys. Yeah, no, we've both been very happy to be actually part of all this and, you know, the family that comes with it all. So it's been pretty fun. I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad you said that. So why don't y'all tell me and tell us, tell the viewers, how you got involved with us, how you took your steps as a supporter, as a prospect, and into a past member, and what it means to you. Let's start out with our supporter, though. Uh, well. Supporter. Well, honestly... Well, I started out actually not long ago, and uh, I was brought in by Joram and Donnie. Uh, they told me all about you guys, what you stood for. Like, you guys did some amazing work over throughout everywhere, right? And I was like, you know what? I want to be a part of something like that. I want to be make a difference you know what i mean yes sir so these guys brought me in and then i was talking beans and oh once you get to me it's a done deal bro you already know it once you get to me i mean you in there regardless i met beans and he brought me into it all and he told me to add and join all this stuff online and it's been nothing but greatness ever since i haven't been a supporter yet i was actually just uh what was i Jeremy. Jeremy, I guess. He was Jer. Yeah, I was just me. <laughs> and now I'm part of something bigger than ever before. Hell yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, we uh, we were brought in by George, and uh, he was just telling us how it was just a brotherhood where you could talk to each other. If you had a problem, you had somebody to go to. And... Uh, he gave me the rundown of like what you support as well, like autism awareness and everything. And uh, my stepson's actually autistic, so that was that was great. And uh, and so I was I bugged Donnie until uh, until he joined because George had already reached out to him as well, and uh, Trish kind of helped bug Donnie in the background as well. Takes me a little more coaxing. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, George has been great. Like, I'm, I'm going through a rough patch right now. And uh, I was able to just talk to George. I know him kind of personally, but and not enough that he's too involved in the situation. And he just gave me an ear to vent on. 
and uh, it was great. It's, it's, it's great brotherhood that uh, really seems to support one another. Um, the moment I put up some art that I was wood burning, I got a lot of positive feedback and it made me feel a lot better about what it was I was starting to try and get into. That's awesome. Well, I was brought in by a guy from Instagram, actually, um, by the name of Aiden. This guy checked on me three times, four times a week. You know, were concerned about my well-being or whatever. And so I finally came on to the club and I met um, Devin, always bit of rebellion. Um, when I when I joined, I joined into a family like right then and there. It was like, you guys awesome. There's a bunch of brothers. I can actually say I got over 200 brothers, you know what I mean? <laughs> it feels good. And everybody's supportive for each other. And I love it. We always encourage each other and we lift each other up. And that's what I like being. I like being involved with. If we can keep lifting each other up, encouraging each other, I stay in it forever. I don't plan on going nowhere. I plan on staying. <laughs> it's a forever lifetime. Right Brotherhood is everything. Yes, yeah. sir. Yes. So I'm here. I'm here to stay. As y'all, as y'all talking about people encouraging them. As I'm looking at the comments, huh, talking about the hat. Y'all are hating. My hat is gold. <laughs> don't be I need a BRBC hat, hat just like this, hat. and I wear it everywhere. <laughs> look at him, man. That's terrible. I, I think I look good. Get me one I'd be wearing man. mine too if it didn't get ruined. <laughs> oh man! Damn, my audio was just screwed up. Like I heard double of the past like five minutes. Oh, <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that my. means you heard double sexiness. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap, that was confusing as hell. <laughs> well, y'all tell me how y'all got brought in. This is how I got brought in. I'm I'm I am the founder of Kentucky's chapter. Um so I got brought in by a previous guy that was in the club and I reached Brandon AM reached out to me because that's when he was the international scout. We did all this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. I joined. Man, it's I'm going through a lot of stuff right now in my life. And I can I don't I don't get into it on stuff like this, but everybody probably knows what I'm going through. And I can hop on the chat to, tonight, and somebody will put a smile on my face that hasn't been on my face all day. And that's what it means to me. You know what I'm saying? Like I could hit up Jerm, I could hit up Maestro. I any hell. I called him the other night. Me and him, me and you talked for a little bit, bro. And it's just it's it's just one of them things, man. It's it's more than a club. It's a family. That's that's what I try to preach to everyone. It's like, man, you don't have to be. Stupid active. Jump in and say hi. But on the days that you're feeling your lowest, I'm telling you, that's the days that you get on the chat, and I promise you, you'll have a smile on your face by the time you go to bed. Because that's just what we do. That's that's we're a family, and that's what we do. You know what I'm saying? But that that's how I came in, and I, I was I was one of the first fifty in the club. So I've been I've been, I've been around I've been around the block a little bit. I've I've seen people come and go. I've seen people get pissed off of us because we're not what they think we was gonna be. I've had multiple people ask me, are y'all a biker club? No. No, we're, we're a beard club. We, we literally talk about beards, but that's that's not what defines us. What defines us is what we do in our communities, what we do in, in our states, and what we do to one another. Me, personally, if I, if I walked out the door right now and I saw, saw somebody getting bullied, me as the person I am, I'm going to stop the bullying because that's, that's, that's not cool. You know what I'm saying? And that's what we're about. That's what it's always been about to me. That's what it's always going to be about for the BRBC. Ramey's doing an outstanding job. He's he stepped up and, and he's done a lot of shit that a lot of people couldn't do and put up with a lot of shit that a lot of people couldn't deal with. And I will tell you right now, I, I respect that man more than he will ever know. I respect Emo and I respect every international board member. And I also respect every prospect, every supporter, and every past member. Y'all are all family to me. Every one of you. Straight up. Yeah, absolutely. I myself one of the first one hundred. Um, I've been part of some other brotherhoods and groups and stuff like that or whatever, but this this was just completely different. And um, just being a single dude and not really having anywhere to go or talk to, you know what I mean? And to have all you know all this two hundred plus. You know, guys, there the drop of a dime, 
you know, to share jokes with, to talk to, to talk about work, talk about whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's an amazing thing to be a part of. And uh, yeah, very fortunate. And, and just like you said, being this big shout out to the whole international board president, everybody doing a great job, keeping this thing together, doing a kick-ass job. Beans bringing in a lot of people before I came in, and then now I do all the work. Hey, bro, I put in I put in my work. You know I did. I, I brought in over a hundred people by myself. So yeah. I mean, and then you came along, and it, hey, I ain't gonna lie, I was the first person like, hey, bro, I need germ. Like, let me have germ. Like, I need him as my as my my my, my dude. He's got me. He's got me, and he's helping me out more right now with all the shit that I am going through because I'm not doing as much recruiting as I could be. Because I'm, I'm focusing on I'm focus on everything that I need to focus on in my life to make me a better person for me and my children. Yeah, That's the only thing right. I can really focus on. You know what I'm saying? I think I actually ended up with a mix of the both of you trying to bring me in when uh, George tried to get a hold of you for me. Hey, <laughs> that just means you got two different styles, man. We recruit two different totally styles, and it's the truth. I've seen what he said to people, and he's seen what I've seen to people. And I was like, I was like, man, this is this – is, that's why we we are so good to each other because I know if I I know when I talk to somebody first thing and when they reply to me I know how to talk to them what to say when to say it and everything because I'm a people person. But yeah. if I feel like I if I feel like that I can't recruit them I'm gonna tell John be like, hey man step in on this I'm gonna let you do your style and see if your style is a little bit better for this person than my style would be. I'm more yeah. outgoing. German's more let me give you more information. I'm like hey look this is what it's about. This is what we do. This is who we are. This is what it is. If you don't like it, let's get it. Come on. Then I tag in. There. Boom. Tagged him in. Boom. <laughs> we the tag team champs. Huh. I said that, Mississippi. I said that. We the tag team champs. <laughs> Whoa. Well, that's a lot of why uh, Donnie actually brought me into Bear Inc. Because I'm very customer service myself. I, I like to interact with the people. And uh, I tried the call center thing. I realized I'm a really face-to-face kind of guy. And uh, so I started bringing in the retail and Donnie's just been great in supporting me saying, Hey, you know, you got the front of the shop, just make sure I don't got to worry about anything, but the art that I'm putting on people's skin and you can do whatever you want with that. That's what's up. Well, it's, it's, it's all about trust and who you bring into your life and everything, whether it's business or personal, you got to trust the people you bring in and, you know, John's been nothing but good to me. So I'm, you know, nothing but good to him. I do everything I can to help him, and fucking, you know, we work great together, so I put together a family. For my birthday, this guy, he gets me a original piece of art done by the guy who designed Yoda with his personal signature on it. That's what's up. Nice. A a self-help book from the guy who did Yoda with his personal signature on that as well. This this guy here, he 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 can find the odd shit, and he, he's not afraid to show his love to the people who have been there to support him. That's what's up. So we did originally plan on having Patrick on, um, as you might see in some of the comments or descriptions of the show. Um, he just hit me up, and uh, his daughter got his daughter's in the hospital. Got hurt. Got hurt at soft, at a softball game. Oh, oh man, that's no good. Yeah, so uh, that's all. I'm sorry. I'm just replying to him right now. Are you well, good? Um, all the good vibes going out that way. Yeah, tell tell him good vibes for us, man. Tell him much yeah. love. All the best yeah. wishes. And hey, and that's it right there too. You know what I'm saying? Like you just got something like that going on, and you got a bunch of guys there. They're sending out love, prayers, thoughts. You know, yeah, that's I mean, it. Family. Yeah, you can't ask for much more than that. You can't get that anywhere else either, you know? No, no. I can get it at the strip club, but I got to pay for it. <laughs> it's not real love, Beans. I keep telling it's you. It's not, man. It's <laughs> killing me, dude. Like, last time I went to the strip club, man, it's been years. I ain't been to a strip club in a long time. Before before my whole relationship status I was in, man, I went to the strip club. This girl's like, oh, my God, I love you. I love you, Poppy. I'm like, oh, I love you too, baby. Let me drop back $300 on you. And then I'm like, all right, what's the number? <laughs> I'm not allowed to give that to you. What? I just spent, I just spent three hundred dollars. You can't you can't even give me one number like like a number two or something. Yeah. I mean, you're wrong. 
Greek man. She pop and she roll it. I'm in love with a stripper. <laughs> See myself, I'm going through a, a breakup right now. Uh, I've been with the lady for three years. We bought a house together. And Donnie's offered me a place to stay. Jer and Donnie have been nothing but support. Um, that's, family. Up, man. That's, that's, that's family, man. That's brotherhood, dog. Like, real talk. Oh, yeah. Well, BRBC for life, baby. Hey, I'm, I, I need a BRBC tattoo. So I, when, when Donnie comes down. Coming, man, I'm fucking coming. I'm telling you, dog. We're going to get it right, right there. We're going to get it right where I'm at. Right there. I've known these guys for, uh, well, since about 16 years ago when I first met them. Uh, a little bit longer than that, even. I was 15, 14 when I first moved to this town. And uh, Donnie, uh, not that we hung out regularly through high school, but he was always a cool guy to hang out with. And Jer, same thing. Um, and nothing but love and support every time they're around. That's what's up. The only person I, that I know on this on the screen that doesn't have a tattoo, Jerm, what kind of tattoos you got, bro? I ain't never seen your tattoos. I, I have I have one tattoo. It's a rendition of the Sublime Forty Ounce to Freedom Sun. It's on my back. I haven't seen it in I don't know how long. <laughs> well, well, you gotta show that shit off. Take your shirt off. Take your shirt off and twist it right on. It's been like a helicopter, Indiana. <laughs> hey, hey. As much as we get ink for ourselves, we get it to show off. So come on, man. All right. All right, man. All right. All right. Let's oh, go. God. Hey, everybody that's oh, watching, it looks like he hasn't had a cheeseburger in 13 years. Oh, shit. We're stripping now. We're stripping Ooh. now. You see it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah let's that see this. All right. Yeah, that's, 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 that's not bad. I've seen a lot worse in my fucking day. I've seen a lot worse in my day. What about you, Maestro? What you got, big dog? I got two. I got um, Maestro on my arm, and I got a little tiger head on my on my shoulder. Hold on, I'm blocking it with the camera. All right, I see you. All right. Yeah. I ain't got no tattoos. I'm afraid of needles. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah. <laughs> I got. I got a. Man, what kills me is like I'm heavily tattooed, right? From my from my shoulders all the way down to my body. I'm I've got not much spaces left. Yeah, but I, I am terrified. Like, no, no bullshit. I am terrified of a needle. Like, I cannot watch a nurse or a doctor put a needle in my arm for shit. That's and I'm right. just like, no, bro, I can't do it. I can't do it. Oh, my gosh. She's like, are you serious? I'm like, yes. Like, you're covered in tattoos. I'm like, I don't see that needle going in and out of my arm. I feel it, <laughs> but I don't see it. You give me a needle about that damn long going in my arm, fuck I look like? Bring it out of here. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's like same thing. Like I'm, I'm technically a second generation tattoo artist. My father's also a tattoo artist. That's where I learned. I started tattooing on him back in 1995. First professional tattoo, 1998, and basically been doing it ever since. Yeah, and fucking, he's petrified of needles. Absolutely fucking terrified of needles. Like going to get blood work and shit like that. Absolutely petrified, like could fucking pass out almost every time. Usually doesn't. <laughs> so, as being a tattoo so artist, do you you do you does it piss you off if someone calls it a tattoo gun? Um, a lot of people do. Honestly, with me, it really doesn't matter. You can call it whatever the hell you want: tattoo gun, uh, tattoo machine. Uh, lately, I actually use what's considered a tattoo pen. Um, because you talking about that one that's just like that, just like really fast. Well, it, it. it one of the ones that I use right now is actually called a Spectra Flux, but it's actually a wireless tattoo pen, so it's all battery operated. It's literally just one machine, one piece, basically like a really thick Sharpie marker. Um, so what do you? I'm gonna give you. I'm telling this right now, and everybody, everybody on the live stream can hear. I'm gonna let you freehand anything that you want. I don't care what it is. Anything that you want, I would let you. I want it to be an original, and I would let you put your signature at the bottom of it on my body. All right, when, you come, when you come to Kentucky. Done. I'm but I want to see a picture of it before you do it. Just, I'm not going to say yes or no, but I just want to see what it is. Oh, no. You're saying that you want something freehanded at the time with my signature. That means that you want me to do it freehand on the spot with you. As, long as, it, as long as it's not a penis. 
Because I, I, oh, like, no, I, I, I won't put a penis on you. I promise that. I promise that. I'll give you something that you can be proud of and that you can walk around showing off to everybody. I have always wanted a tattoo on my stomach. I'm a fat motherfucker, so I got a big belly. So that's, that's a whole right. lot of canvas. <laughs> well, so, Donnie, you said you got your first tattoo at how old? Ten years old. Honestly, as much as I like to brag and be like, yeah, I was 10 years old when I got my first tattoo. My little brother kind of has me beat because he was five. Whoa. And and let me explain that because a lot of people when I bring that up are like, whoa, motherfucker. Like, that's, that's not right. Shit right there. But uh, what was the circumstances a little bit more fucked up than the actual tattoo itself? And that's in our area in Canada. Uh, at the time, there was actually a guy going around that was trying to abduct children. Mm. Uh, and me and my siblings, none of us actually had any discernible marks on us, no birthmarks, no nothing other than, you know, brown hair, brown eyed or, you know, blonde hair, blue eyed children, which describes half the fucking people in humanity, if we're being honest. So, because of that, my father, being a tattoo artist, decided that he was going to, let's call it, take matters into his own hands. And he actually tattooed me and all of my siblings, myself being, you know, one of the two middle children at 10 years old, my older sister being 12, younger sister being seven, younger brother being five, and actually tattooed what was his artistic symbol at the time, which was basically just a paw print five circles essentially you know very very simple um but it's what he put on all of his prints and all of everything that he did as far as an artist goes um so we actually had that all tattooed on us on our ankles in a skin tone um ink so it basically looked like a birthmark so it wasn't like a very you know prominent tattoo um, to make sure that if, God forbid, something actually happened to us, that, you know, there would be some way to actually identify us and, you know, hopefully bring us home. So that's what brought it on, but brought on also the fact that, you know, in reality, other than people being forced into it, we're some of the youngest people probably in history actually fucking get tattooed willingly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, that's crazy. I mean... But like you said, it's not just, you know, just throwing around tattoos just because it was all for a good cause. You oh, know. yeah. Well, that's it. Like, as much as I like to say, you know, I chose my tattoo and I decided to get this. No, in all reality, it was something that was more of, you know, tattooing a, a serial number on a dog, essentially. You know, as harsh as it sounds. or is, But in really out, in reality, just an identification to make sure that, you know, like I said, if God forbid something happened that, you know, we could actually be identified in some way or another. There you go. Yeah, yeah that's what's up. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta do. What was your first what was your first tattoo, Maestro? That tiger on my shoulder. Mine was this right you. there. It was a little travel piece right there. Yeah. <laughs> I was a, I was in Destin, Florida. And my dad said I was I was sixteen and he said if I co sign for you you can't get another tattoo till you're 21. I said, all right, I won't. I won't. The day I turned 18, I went and got four tattoos that yeah. day. I, um, <laughs> I ended up getting this maestro tattoo on my arm, uh, actually because of my dad. I got it. Um, I got it a month after he passed. Yeah, he um he used to he used to encourage me to do my music. Him and my mom. You know, my mom passed too, but my dad passed after her, and he used to encourage me to do my music and stuff a lot. And um, when my mom passed, I kind of drop from like doing music. I ain't want to do nothing else. Or whatever. And he always told me, encouraged me to do what I do whatever I do what I need to do with my music because he said I'm the maestro. He like, you can't just quit your music. He like that's that's a part of you that what you're supposed to do. So he used to do it all the time. And when he passed I finally ended up you know getting a tattoo on my name and I took the name Maestro on and I got back on my music. Now I go hard as ever. I do it for him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah bro good to be that's what's up. I love that. That's one thing yeah like uh, my dad passed about 20 years ago, and there's one thing that I, I've had in mind that I want to get tattooed, but I think it's just going to be very difficult. And I'm no, definitely, I'll take well, care of you. Well, it's, it's a portrait, and I got a picture, uh, and I want to do the MC Escher Ryan. So I want right. to do his portrait unraveling like that. 
Yeah. Oh man, that looked excellent. Wow. Yeah. And I've seen like some stuff online of some other ones, and I, you know you can mess up a portrait. Oh yeah. Very easily, you know. Very easily. All too easily. Yeah. So that's one thing that you know I'm gonna be picky about, and I will get done. I got some other stuff in mind. Like I, I know a guy. He's coming to Kentucky. You <laughs> don't. Okay. Donnie's done portrait work under his belt. Um, he's he's done quite a bit of uh, design himself. Um, actually, up up on the walls around the studio are hand drawn designs by Donnie and Alex um, that have actually sold and been tattooed on people. Um, but yeah, our motto is at my tattoo studio that if you can actually think of it, whether or not you actually have reference for it or not, we will find a way to make it reality. Because in all reality, no matter what, and this is, and a lot of tattoo artists will actually argue with me on this. It's what the client wants. Like, I can give you all the advice in the world on what you should get and shouldn't get, how you should get a position, what size you should get it, where you should get it, you know, so on and so forth. But in all reality, you have to walk around with it for the rest of your life. It's your body. It's your skin. It's, in all reality, your decision. And a lot of people go, well, it's your reputation on the line. Well, yes, but at the same time, my reputation is better served if a person is actually happy with what they got than just content with what they got because it's what they wanted, but not necessarily how they wanted it. You know, so you have to serve the people. It's like going in for a haircut. You know, you don't expect to go in for a haircut or, you know, a beard trim and tell the person, you know, I want this. And then come out and all of a sudden three quarters of your hair is fucking missing or, you know, yeah. your beard is all gone. Know what I mean? Like, it's, you want what you want. And in all reality, that's how I feel that it should be as an artist. You know, I can give you what I feel should be the best. But if that's not what you want, then that's not what you want. I'll give you what you want. If it's the best, it's the best. If it's not, it's not. But it's what you wanted and what you wanted to leave with. Yeah. And that's what should matter to everybody that's getting a tattoo is you get exactly what you not, what you wanted, not what you wanted to have to compromise for. Oh, yeah. Big I've got one tattoo that means more to me than anything else I have on my body, and I have a lot of tattoos. It's this one right here, right, right, sorry, right here. Me and my, me and my wife, we lost our baby. Nobody knows this about me. I don't talk about it. On seven twenty eight, it says, "I'll hold you in my heart till I hold you in heaven." Yep. Okay. That was probably the most meaningful, and I, I have never, ever teared up on anything that I do. I'm not that person that cries. It just that tattoo felt a thousand times different when I got that one than any other tattoo I've ever gotten in my entire life. And I've never had a tattoo that feel the way that that one felt. It was like a satisfying feeling. Yep. Of something that was meant to be at that exact moment in my life. And I was just like, man. Like, we got the same tattoo. We got matching tattoos. She got it on her forearm. I got it right there on my chest. That spot's supposed to be one of, the wor one of the worst spots on your body, your chest. I did not feel the pain of it. I literally felt a happiness and a joy, and it brought me to tears. Yeah. Over it. And it's and, and this, everybody might think I sound weird about this, but on that exact date, every year, 728, I get a warm, tingly feeling on that tattoo every year for the entire day. Mm, I don't know what it is. I've never understood it. But ever since I've got that tattoo, it's like I wake up that morning and I just feel it. It's like the, my skin's cold, but it's a warm feeling inside. And it, it's weird to me. Like I don't believe in that sort of stuff. I never have, never will. But whether you believe it or not, it believes in you because exactly. it's one of those, it's a powerful thing. And whether or not, like, a lot of people would chalk it up to, like, faith and, oh, it's God. And whether, it doesn't matter what you want to believe in, whether it's God, whether it's God's in plural, it doesn't really matter. What matters is, is the fact that it was meaningful to you yeah. in a larger sense than just a piece of artwork mm -hmm. on your body. And that is what makes the best piece of, pieces of art on somebody's body is the pieces that will be meaningful to them until the end. You know, whether it's a quote, whether it's an image, whether it's a name, it doesn't matter what it is, as long as that person can actually hold on to it into a meaningful sense until the end, 
that what is what makes the best piece of art and you know no matter whether it's what most people would consider a shitty piece of art you know if it's not you know the most whatever catching to the eye or most colorful whatever the case may be that people want to judge it on as long as it's actually meaningful to the person like what yours is to you that's what actually matters Fuck and it. what's crazy dog is the person that did it was an apprentice Yep. And it was his first tattoo he ever did. And I will sit here and say it's one of the best tattoos I've ever got. Like, it, I don't know what it is. He did it perfectly. Yep. Like, I mean, every line was perfect. There was no blowouts. The The heart was perfect. The date was perfect. I mean, everything was perfect. He did two tattoos that night. It was his first two tattoos and his last tattoo tattoos. He quit after he did our tattoos. He never tattooed again. Wow. I was his first and last tattoo. Well, wow. it was for a reason, bro. It was for a reason. for a reason, man. There you go. It was crazy, dog. Yeah, the guy that did this thing, it was one of his first. And the outline took like six hours. Now, you saw how small this thing is. Right. And then, so it's like one in the morning. He's like, you ready to do some color? I'm like, no, dude. <laughs> yeah, I would have I fucking... Yeah, so I ended up going back uh, about a month later to get the color, and that took about, you know, uh, just as long, if not longer, and that was kind of discouraging. Now, I'm seeing the guy who owns the shop blow through tattoos. I mean, people are just up and down out of their chair, left and right, and this guy's still just, how you doing? I'm like, let's get this over. This, this Maestro tattoo took 35 minutes. What? Damn! Wow! Yeah. I believe it. Man, can yeah. I get close up on that M, bro? I love those swirls, bro. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. That is beautiful, man. That is yep. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I've got. Good. I've it. got Abraham Lincoln. If I if you can see it. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, I, I show off the side of my head right now when the hair's too grown in, but I literally have the whole side of my dome from my mohawk down to my ear, from my temple to the back of my neck, all fucking tattooed right here. Wow. Well, see, that one there was actually done by Trish, our uh, rebellious babe there. Yeah. And that was actually within her first week of taking clients. Hell yeah, that's, it looks good. Was, I wouldn't have let her tattoo if she wasn't fucking decent at her job. That's right. There you go. I got a I got a buddy who just just tattoos left and right. He's got a spider web here. He's got his his uh, head done, you know. And uh, I don't know. What do you think? Like the head compared to everything else? Um, well, as much as I'm a good one to ask because I've literally done tens of thousands of fucking tattoos at this point. I'm kind of a bad one because in my experience, I've slept through most of my tattoos. Like the side of my head took almost seven and a half hours over two days. And I pretty much slept through most of it other than, you know, little smoke breaks when he wanted to go have a smoke and stuff. Uh, but I can tell you for most of my clients and I haven't tattooed many domes myself, only a few clients have been brave enough. Uh, the head hasn't been too bad on the few that I've tattooed. Um, I'd probably say the most complaints that I get are ribs as well as the tops and side of feet. feet yeah. um, but for the obscure ones that I've done, the armpit fucking sucks. Um, and the palm of the hand is definitely not recommended. Um, because both my apprentices actually have the palms of their hand done, both by me, and both of them say it fucking sucked. Um, one of them actually threw up in a garbage can halfway <laughs> through, and that was halfway through what we finished and not even halfway through the tattoo. So she was fucking done. It was just... Um, and I plan on doing mine myself at some point soon. I just have to find enough time off to be able to actually start it into the healing process before I get back into the tattooing. But I plan on actually doing a full realism mouth in the palm of my hand with an eyeball inside of the mouth. Whoa. So, and it all has to be done basically in small 
dots and color, driving them in about twice to three times as deep as what you would normally yeah. do to make sure it stays. So we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, yeah, in my experience as an artist, those are probably the worst places that people complain about. But in all reality, it's what I tell my clients is about 40-40 and then 20 on the other end. You've got 40% of people that think that it's really not so bad. You have 40% of people that think that, well, they'd really much rather be doing something else. And then the other 20% are split in between people like myself that go the fuck to sleep because it's just so relaxing compared to their normal lives. And people that think that they'd much rather be fucking sliced over and cut off by face <laughs> off because it is the worst thing that they've felt in their entire goddamn lives. Yeah. We have clients who call it ink therapy. They come in yeah. to get stabbed for therapy. Well, that's it. They come in to see me. They don't They don't go see a psychiatrist. They come see me for fucking therapy. Yeah. I, I've seen tons of memes and, and stuff like that. It's like ink therapy. I'm ready for ink therapy. You know, and yeah. Well, it's what it is for a lot of people because if you can get past especially the pain and or discomfort like it is for most people, it really becomes a therapeutic sense, almost like a massage, where if you really just relax and let it be done, especially if you have a good relationship with your artist and can talk with your artist and converse and, for lack of a better term, shoot the shit, yeah. you know, talk about whatever the fuck, then it really becomes more than just a tattoo and becomes a lot more of an experience and that's a lot what people can get addicted to is the fact that not only did they get a great tattoo out of it but they had a great fucking time while getting that tattoo you know whether it was painful or not they just had a great experience you know the people the artists the the studio it was just you know they had a great time so they want to come back for more you know, and that's what it's down to. Because if you're a fucking asshole as a tattoo artist, you know, you're a total fucking prick. You decide to tell the client what they want and what they don't want, where you're going to put it, where you're not going to put it. Yeah. It doesn't matter. They could end up with basically the fucking Mona Lisa of tattoos. They're still going to hate it. They're still going to hate your fucking guts. And they're not going to come back. Why? Because you made them feel like shit while they were trying to get something they wanted. Yep. Yeah, that makes, yeah. It makes a, a big deal being able to, yeah, just be comfortable with the whole thing. And, uh, David, where do you, with music, and I, I know music is therapy. I mean, we can all agree to that. Just listen to putting on your favorite tunes or even playing stuff. You know what I mean? Like, where, where do you play? Where do you, you know? Where do I play? Yeah. Uh. I don't want to get into the religious. Okay. Part, but, uh, I play at a church. All right. Yeah. That's all good, man. Uh, Where yeah. you, wherever you got to make your fucking voice heard, make it heard, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what yeah. it is. And I, I feel like brotherhood should be about, like, I'm not a religious person. I'm really not. Yeah. You know, and I don't, you know, shit on anybody. I'm not biased on anybody that is religious. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as nobody tries to actually push the yeah. religion on me. And that's what it's all about. Other than that, it's all about understanding and respecting each other. Yeah. You yep. know, I can respect anybody that is religious just like anybody that is religious should re- be able to respect me like anybody else. You know, so if church is where you feel the, you know, that you get your voice heard, man, fucking make it hurt. Yeah, let it ride. I sing on the streets. I sing for weddings. I sing for everything, man. I've actually had people who told me that my music itself has helped them from killing themselves. Yeah. All right, man. I need an original song, bro. Go go get your keyboard. (laughs) Take your phone inside and play. No, I'm I'm not joking. Take your phone inside, man, and play something on your keyboard, bro. No bullshit. Come on. Yeah. You got this, man. Let let it ride, man. Give us something, man. Give us something. There we go. Yeah. Uh oh. Hold on. Yeah. It's gonna take me a minute. I've seen a couple of his videos. Here. I have two minutes. Hey man, dude can blow. I'm not gonna lie, he can blow. It's beautiful. And I'll tell you what, man. Hear that voice rumble, man. I, you know, like I'm not the the biggest religious person either. But I'll tell you what, like the church is where music's involved. Bro, ain't it crazy, man? Like that's just that's intense. 
Beautiful stuff going on there. You Growing know. up, I got a little bit of uh, experience going to the Catholic Church with my grandmother. Uh, the Pentecostal Church with my uh, aunt. United Church with my other aunt. Um, I mean, Pentecostal, they, they really, the pastor that I had was all about the music and getting everybody involved in the music. And it was definitely a moving experience. Over the last half decade, I kind of found my way on a pagan path myself. But uh, I took my time and I read uh, into the Quran. I read into the Bible. I read into uh, as much of the Torah as I could get my hands on. But that one really seems to be more guarded. Um, And I I took my time to really... uh, I don't know, study and, and try and understand the different religions and points of view. And I found a lot of them really had a similar message was just to respect yourself, respect the people around you, uh, respect really everything around you, uh, planet and, and everything. And, um, and just, it, it, I don't, I can't understand the divide in religion because we all preach the same thing. We all, we all want you to be a better person. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And people suck nowadays, man. And and everybody in every shape or form, religion, belief, and everything can do a better job and just All right. So I'll give me a second. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I believe in man. I believe in self hope. I believe in. I believe in always giving someone courage. I believe in never putting someone down. I believe in. Man, I believe in. You need to believe in yourself, so you want someone else to believe in you. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody's gonna believe in yeah. you. If you don't stand up every morning and you put your both feet on the ground and you look at yourself in the mirror, and you're like, "Man, today's gonna be a good day." It's not gonna be a good day. You can't never wake up in the morning and be like, "Man, today's gonna suck." Or if you wake up and you're like, "Man," I don't even want to be here. Like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to do this. Your day is going to be the most miserable day you've ever had. One, you're just going to sit there in the back of your mind. And you're going to think about all the shit that you regretted in your life. You're going to think about all the shit that you could have done better. One thing that I'm going to tell you right now is you cannot look at what you did yesterday. Can't. You have to look at what you're going to do today and what your future holds. Because me personally, man, I've got a lot of shit going on, man. But when I lay down at night, I can't turn my mind off, so I don't sleep very well. And I think and I think and I think and I think. Yeah. But then I realize, what the hell is that going to do for me? What's it going to do for me if I sit there and think about what I could have done three years ago, what I could have done better today than what I'm going to do tomorrow? No. Be a better man tomorrow than you was today. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? It all matters what you do tomorrow. It is, man. Yes, the only thing, is, only thing that is guaranteed is life is taxes and death. That's the only two things that are guaranteed. Nothing yeah. else is guaranteed. I mean, that's the truth. That's yeah, the truth. In my eyes, that ain't even taxes. It's you're, you're born, and then you fucking die. Those are the only two guarantees above and beyond that. Everything else is a goddamn crapshoot. It is, man. It's all about it's all about the hand you're dealt. Man, you got to know when to hold them. You got no one to fold them. Exactly. And when you're in a situation that you don't have the right hand to play, lay the motherfuckers down and get another hand. Plain and simple, bro. Yeah. Well, I'd say it's all about making the best of what you have when you have it. Well, that's that's something I'm going through right now. Is I, I got to decide if the hand that I had was, was, was worth holding on to or if I got to fold and move on. And like Maestro said, man, music is a motherfucker, dude. Yeah. I, I could be in the worst mood of my life. And a certain song comes on, man. I'm just like, oh, shit. Oh, it's my jam. I'm vibing with this one. And then the next song, a sad-ass song comes on. I'm like, man, my life done hit. My life done smacked me in my motherfucking face. And then the next song comes on. You're like, hey, I'm vibing again. Like, it's crazy how music can control your mood and, your, yep. oh, yeah. and the way that you feel. Donnie, Donnie is, going, is working on a piece for my leg. Um, we're actually uh, doing it in sticker fashion. And we're gonna like sticker bomb my leg with all the bands that helped me up, all the all the bands whose CDs I played to hold me up through bad times. And uh, my two legs, one's gonna be memorial to family past, and the other one's gonna be all the bands. And it's it's symbolism to the two things that held me up through my life: uh, my grandparents who have now passed, uh, the animals that I loved, um, and. And the other leg is the music that I loved and, and supported me through my, my hard times. 
Nice, dude. Nice. Damn, my ears hurting. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Donnie's uh. Donnie, unfortunately, I don't know if he wants to talk about this, but I'm going to mention it. Uh, his dog passed not that long ago. Um, very lovely dog. We all loved her. Um, we're actually getting her paw print uh, yeah, tattooed onto us. There's going to be a whole group of us, and mine's going to be the worst off of everybody because I'm actually tattooing her paw on the bottom of my foot. That way there, that step that I take, she actually takes with me. There you go. So it's gonna suck on multiple fucking levels, but it's gotta be done. But yeah, we've we've got a large group of people that are gonna get that memorialized on them. Nice. So it's yeah. uh, it's gonna be a good day, but rough day all at the same time. I feel that. Looks like we got it's all set up now. Y'all ready? Yeah, we're ready. Hey, Jeremy, you didn't buy mics, but his. Man, we appreciate no you, man. That's Definitely got some pipes, bro. No problem. Yeah. 
So you ever put you ever record something, send it on up to these guys okay, here. I will. Yeah, man. I'll fucking rep you on all my videos and shit, bro. That's what's up, man. I appreciate it. Send them my way, man. <laughs> That's I may up, not man. have a fucking large following, but I will rep you as much as I can. But thank you, man. I appreciate that. That yeah. just gave me warm tingly feelings in my no-no square. <laughs> nice. Well, I tell, you, I tell you what, that's almost enough to take me back to the Christianity. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> there you go. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on, man, and representing, uh, you know, the patch members of Prospects and the supporters. Um, yeah, we've been meaning to do uh, this episode for a while and, and definitely glad that we had you guys on to do it. So and we appreciate you, man. I love y'all, man. Much love and respect, man. Much love. Oh, yeah. Thank you, man. man. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Chat with y'all soon, man. Everybody have a fantastic evening. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Good night, boys. Right on.